Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You're listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hello, my name is Kevin O'Leary. I'm the president and CEO of Parkview Health Services, a pharmacy in Western New York, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast. And if anybody remembers the first episode, and I certainly hope you don't, quality and uh, production was so drastically different way back in March of 2009. But the whole purpose of the show was interviewing pharmacy owners about technology. It used to be called the Pharmacy Technology Resource, the PTR, Pharmacy Podcast. Way too long of a title. And uh, since then, we've evolved. We have co-hosts now. We have Aaron Albert concentrating on several series uh, upcoming. There's a new series coming out by uh, Dr. Aaron Albert called The Road Out of Retail Pharmacy, and it's a coupling of different ideas about retail pharmacists um, transferring to institutional health system, sometimes research. But today I'm returning to the roots of the Pharmacy Podcast Show. I am excited to welcome first-time guest Kevin O'Leary, President and CEO of Parkview Health Services. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Kevin, how are you? Good, Todd. Thank you very much for having me, and I'm excited to be involved in the program. Very welcome. So you are in Buffalo, New York, and I love the fact that you are a health services organization and not just a pharmacy. First of all, tell me about Parkview Health Services and how you actually became a pharmacist and why in the world are you an independent pharmacy owner? Well, I can correct you on a couple of things there. First of all, I'm not a pharmacist. I happen to be a pharmacy owner. Um, I'm a kid who started out in a pharmacy a long, long time ago, well past your 2009 time. Um, I was in a pharmacy back when pharmacists used typewriters. Um, so when you talk about technology, it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, it's a pretty interesting road that we've lived to get to the point where we're at. Parkview Health Services is a pharmacy that Myself and my brother, Bob, and a third partner um, founded back in 1985. Uh, the reason we call ourselves Parkview Health Services is that uh, in that period of time, probably the mid to late, mid to late 80s and through the 90s, uh, pharmacy was going through um, some unique iterations of, of the industry. Uh, we were not only a pharmacy, but we had at certain points in time a licensed nursing agency, a home infusion pharmacy, a medical supply company, a woman's breast prosthetic center or some other DME items. So we actually were becoming what you would be, what would be more they call the one-stop shop for many of the referral sources that we were working with. We had retail pharmacies, we had closed pharmacies, um, and we got to a point where we saw doing a lot of things was um, helpful in some ways, but uh, as the industry sort of changed, I think specialization in certain areas allowed us to be able to become um, certainly better at what we did in one or two specific areas as opposed to spreading ourselves thin over multiple areas. So mid-90s, as we watched the industry change, um, we we chose the field of long-term care pharmacy, um, identifying some patients, patient bases, uh, certain congregate groups of patients that we thought needed some long-term care services, but really at that point in time were not serviced, were really serviced out of the retail community. We thought um, by offering some additional services, maybe sort of using 
the skilled uh, skilled nursing home model of pharmacy or long-term care pharmacy for or some facilities that weren't at that point in time dealt with as long-term care pharmacies, assisted living facilities, senior apartments, developmentally disabled group homes, mental health clinics, things of that nature, where it was a, a real important piece, we thought, from a compliance standpoint, to be able to offer additional services to help the caregivers and, and the prescribers to make certain that the patients were receiving the medication and taking it the way they were supposed to. So our evolution has sort of gone in that um, in that way. We no longer do many of the other things that we used to do. We do just focus into our marketplace, our niche marketplace that we have in the western New York region of trying to service those people, um, giving them more services, I guess, so that uh, they can become a little bit more compliant and hopefully with uh, the cost of medications today, um, making sure that the medications that doctors are prescribing are being taken, they're being taken properly, and hopefully to help the patients. Wow, there's a lot there that really has piqued my interest. The first thing... (laughs) is uh, when I entered the pharmacy industry, I came away from telecommunications. I went right into institutional closed-door pharmacy. And technology at that time, which was in 2004, was really making leaps and bounds uh, differences, including uh, the software systems that were based on open databases and SQL-oriented databases versus those that were written Uh, just for themselves. And of course, we all know today that you have to share information to make things seamless, whether that be with your accounting system or a packaging system or um, even even charting and reviews, especially in the long-term care side of things. And what really interests me, if you're listening to the show, and you go to parkviewhs.com. Once again, that's parkviewhs.com. And you go to the pharmacy services section. Kevin, you guys have done a really good job painting the picture of a modern pharmacy that's multifaceted, that can truly deliver services not only to the community, the traditional retail, but also the institutional space in in harnessing a, um, a pharmacy system that would involve paper and electronic medication administration records, integration to other packaging systems, including adherency packaging, in order to ensure that patients are taking multi-doses multiple times per, uh, per month. So tell us about the technology side of your organization and why it seems like you guys really have done a great job kind of harnessing the power of modern technology today. Well, thank you, Todd, for that compliment. And I love people to go to the website because it is very informative. We work very hard to make sure there's good information on that site. Um, But going back to what I had said in in my introduction there, um, coming from pharmacy when a typewriter and a roll of labels um, was the the technology component, um, you just have to realize how important information and the the gathering of that information and the dissemination of that information is in our industry. Um, Yes, there are requirements that we do many things. Um, we, we laugh now that when we put our first DOS-based computer system into uh, our pharmacies in the late 80s, um, our pharmacist screamed at us for about six months saying, I don't know how we're ever going to make this thing work. Um, <laughs> then after that, they said, take some of my pay away and don't ever take this thing away from me because it's the greatest tool that I've ever seen invented. Uh, that was the technology boom, if you will, in the in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, graduating from a system that we unfortunately had to 
um, jury rig would be the best uh, way I would be able to identify it to switch it from a retail-based system to a long-term care-based system. It was something that we struggled with for years and years and years and, and basically um, created a monster of, of a system that was almost impossible to get out of. When we took, uh, about four years ago, when we jumped into the care suite, um, suite RX system, I, it's, it's almost... Um, amazing to us to see a system that handles so much data and is so user-friendly for us to be able to move around it, whether it be from a management standpoint, exactly as you say, as I sit at the desk and can monitor what is going on on our work floor, um, from a clinical standpoint that our professionals, our, our professional pharmacists can sit, you know, at a desk, take orders, be able to work with batch refill orders, um, be able to deal with the drug interactions and all the variable information that they need, that our compliance people have access to this, all at the same time that we're all working in different areas of the, of the company, um, it makes a gigantic and becoming a efficient. And at the end of the day, what people, what unfortunately gets lost in pharmacy way too often is, is are we making sure that the customer is getting the right medication at the right time with the right instructions? Um, the data is important. The billing is important. All of the other things that the system does is important. But on top of it all, it creates multiple checks in our system so that we make sure that before the product goes out the door, it's correct, it's functional, and it's making sure that our patients are getting what they're supposed to be getting. So how, how we would be able to do what we do today um, without the, uh, the advances that we watch in a system like the SweetRx system, and it's constantly evolving. I mean, we see updates that come through that take the, you know, the little pieces of the puzzle that we say, this isn't working for us, can you help make it work? Um, and getting those very specific fixes to the problems that we have as, our, you know, as we look at our patient base and knowing that that's happening in every other part of our industry where everybody's going to have a little bit of a quirk that they need the system to be changed. The ability to change the system on the run and make it work for us is just, uh, as I say, it's an amazing piece of technology that has made our job so much um, more efficient and allows us to be better at what we do. So I, I know about that team that you're mentioning, um, the SweetRx team, and I've had the pleasure and honor of working with them in a consultant position. Uh, Nick Zenner, who's a PharmD, uh, runs that organization. What's interesting about Nick, just to talk about him specifically and what they've done with SweetRx, is not only is he a pharmacist, but he actually worked in pharmacy systems to help people integrate and build better workflow systems. So he sees things from a very methodical perspective in building what is the best mousetrap, per se, depending on your situation. And that included institutional settings. It included the mixture settings, which is closer to what Parkview Health Services are, are in, and then also uh, some of the compounding world. Um, I, I really appreciate the pedigree of the organization's team. Um, Alyssa Webb has been in the institutional pharmacy space for some time. She was a pharmacy tech in an institutional pharmacy space, so she understood the business. Um, Brett Mays has been in the business now for uh, over 10 years. Uh, Devong Trevitti is a programmer, their head programmer, and he sees things from a very, uh, I should say, nerdy perspective, but uh, his coding comes right from um, the customer base who's kind of guiding them as to the changes that are necessary to be made. And then the fact that that system is based on a SQL platform or a SQL-like platform allows your pharmacy to kind of dip into the database to pull out special reporting and 
and the customizations. And what I'd like to know is, just as a contrast and comparison, Kevin, tell me about, I understand the typewriter stage and in, in going to a pharmacy system was a huge leap. But going from a proprietary database where you didn't have access to your data and being able to do just about anything you want to now having that freedom, talk to us about the workflow, talk to us about custom reporting, and and basically the business, the pharmacy business freedom that that creates for you. Absolutely. Um, and, and as you speak of Nick, and, and certainly we've worked with Nick and the rest of the team, Devong especially, um, but I, and when I think of, of wandering through these circumstances, just as you say, how does it make us more efficient? Uh, um, the ability for it to report to an accounting package um, and to make to make uh, a, what was normally a painful function of transferring data from one system to another system just to be able to create a financial report at the end of the month um, is something that we no longer have to worry about. The overlay of being able to uh, check reimbursements to verify that we're getting paid correctly. Um, you know, when you look at the accounting and the business side of it, it's just such so much more of a functional system. And again, we've run into circumstances where it didn't necessarily, you know, the can package of the system maybe didn't necessarily fit what we needed. But I think, as you say, with Nick's experience, um, being able to see what we're talking about when we say something like from being uh, from being in the real world circumstance we've been able to find answers that are quick and changes to the system that uh, may in, may in fact be simple or difficult we don't know that they're never they're never they're never allowed for us to be seen to be difficult they're always identified as something that can be fixed and it can be fixed in a, in a short period of time um, the previous pharmacy system we was, we were with um, as I said was to, for lack of any better term bastardized by us into trying to fit it into what we needed, but every fix took three to four months. Um, and every three to four months that you needed to have that fix made, you were creating uh, manual labor for yourself to be able to make sure that you were doing things correctly and really not getting the advantage of having a pharmacy system. So when we look at it from the business side, I mean, it's 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 those are those are the easy items to tack to. to to tick off uh, from a standpoint of how it helps. When we look at the workflow side, it's um, it's worlds apart from, from where we were before. I mean, there was paper being generated all over the place uh, for us. Now we don't have half, we, half of that's gone. Um, we have it now tied into our delivery system so that we have a, a, a subcontracted delivery service that we use that ties their computer system into our computer system and allows us to sit at a desk to verify that deliveries are getting out instead of filing copious amounts of paper on a daily basis um, and keeping those copious amounts of paper is the record keeping for when the auditors would show up from a standpoint of proving that we had sent out the delivery. So again, I think when you look at it from every piece of the puzzle, whether it be compliance, whether it be accounting, whether it be clinical data, whether it be customized reporting, um, it's it's night and day from where we were. And as I said as I said earlier, when we look at it, how it is now as opposed to how it was before, you can't help but identify how technology is going to make our industry better, not just easier, better. And I think that's the most important thing is, is um, everybody wants to work a little less, I guess. We're, we all work pretty hard. Um, but what's most important is if we're able to be able to if we're able to be given the opportunity to look at other things because we're not spending so much time worrying about the things that the technology are solving. It makes our services better and it obviously makes the customer satisfaction level better. So when you make these technology investments, not only is the software or the components an expense, but teaching your team 
to change paradigms, to change their processes and using the technology, there's always that period of frustration. You already gave us a, a, a nice visual about your uh, pharmacist back in the day when you brought on the first pharmacy system of really probably hating life because it was a change in their paradigm. It was a change in what they were doing. So another facet of that change was the introduction of a automation system that you invested in. And there's three facets of that. There's three pieces of that. There's the introduction of it. There's obviously the expense of it. And then there's the API, or uh, for people that don't know what that is, uh, an interface between your pharmacy system and that packaging system. So tell our listeners about that experience and how that system now works with SweetRx to really get things done uh, the way that you need them to because of the customization, probably for your long-term care pharmacies that, that they dictate to you and what they need from you. Yeah, again, I, uh, when when you look at this is that when you buy a pharmacy system now, it's not just looking at the pharmacy system and saying, okay, SweetRx is the player and we're going to be happy with it. We need to be assured that as technology changes on the other side of our industry or other parts of our industry, that care suite, or I'm sorry, SweetRx um, can continue to, to grow and to help us to make sure that we have the ability to interface with these. I think the interfaces that we've, you know, that we've, we've, lived through um, just recently are with Care Suite, um, which is a QuickMar product and an electronic MAR product that we just um, began to introduce about a year, year and a half ago to some of our customers. When you bring something on like this that's taking data from your pharmacy system and then transferring it somewhere else, those it used to be those things were headaches. I mean, just doing any kind of data transfer will make people running, run screaming from the building um, because we knew it was going to cause problems, trouble, there was going to be downtime, it was going to make everybody's job more difficult. I mean, there was always the promise, once we get it done, things will be easier. But the variable living living through getting it done was not necessarily a fun process. Uh, but we've had very successful um, experiences with SweetRx, both with the uh, the CareSuite program, and we just brought some new, uh, new technology and with the Adhere Pack through TCGR which is a multi-dose packaging machine. Again, we're bringing in large pieces of equipment that need to speak to our pharmacy system for everything to function properly. The training, the coordination, um, and the uh, duration, quite honestly, of the process is so much better than it ever was before. And, and again, I think it's it's got to do with SweetRx's attention to the details of knowing that these things are out there, that knowing that you need to create interfaces, of knowing that you're not going to be proprietary. There's going to be other other information sources digging into your system, and you better make it as simple as possible so that we can continue to grow with the technology that we think we need to be on the cutting edge of of pharmacy services for our consumers. So as we look at it again, as we look at the big picture, it's not a pharmacy system that looks good and, you know, our pharmacist said, yeah, let's go with this one because we like the screen or we like the way it works or we like the way we can maneuver around with it. It's a pharmacy system that we have to talk to our accounting department and say, can we talk, Can will it talk to our accounting system? Will it help us to make be more functional from an administrative side? Yes. But then we have to go back to our compliance people say, take a look at the system. Does this check all the boxes for you from a standpoint of what we're going to need to make sure that we can maintain compliance? 
check that box. You obviously clinical side, you go to your pharmacist and you do the, you do the same thing with them, and then you look at all of the ancillary pieces of technology you want to bring in your IT side and say, okay, how about you guys? <laughs> and to have everybody um, probably all standing in line saying, yeah, this has worked pretty good to this point that we haven't had the crisis or the disaster or the you know the issues that we thought we would have had we would have had with any potential interface that we brought in to this date is um, is a credit to to um, SweetRx certainly. Um, I'll take some credit to our team here of you know understanding what we need and making sure that we're you know we're getting the word out to them what has to happen. But uh, again, when you say Nick and Devong and, and the team over at uh, SweetRx, it's been it's been uh, it's been a good relationship. It's been a great package, and I think we're a better business because of it. That's great. So, what's on the horizon for Parkview Health Services? What's next uh, to differentiate yourself in your community beyond what some of those big boxes are doing out there? Well, again, not being in the in the retail, not being in the in the retail footprint any longer. Um, you know, as a long term care or as a closed pharmacy, we still look at it and say, where are the consumers, where are the customers, where are the individuals that have specialized needs? That quite honestly, the the big box or you know the larger long term care pharmacies maybe right. can't service where a regional player can. Um, and and it and it's in. It's very simple to step back and say, look at disease state, look at, um, you know, a multi-dose medication, look at seniors, look at different populations and say, how can we help? I mean, if we're not if we're not offering something better, then we don't have a marketplace to go out to. So the mindset is to use the knowledge that we've had um, and acquired over, over 30 years in business of customer service, of a you know, strong customer service team, uh, informed sales force, a strong professional clinical pharmacy team, a good administrative group, and uh, an ownership uh, that, that cares, that, that wants to make sure that we're making a difference. Um, just filling prescriptions, licking and sticking, as they used to call it years and years ago in pharmacy. is not you know That's not our goal. Um, yes, we want to be busy. Yes, we want to fill a lot of prescriptions um, because that's what a for-profit business does. But the variable is, at the end of the day, if we're not making the lives of our consumers or our patients or the individuals we serve as better or easier by what we do, then we're, you know, we're, we're really running down a short road. And that's not going to be something that's going to allow us to do what we want to do for a long, long period of time. Um, 30 years is a long time to be in business, believe me. <laughs> I feel it uh, pretty much every day. But that doesn't mean that uh, 20 years down the road, we still shouldn't be here and we still shouldn't be doing things and we still shouldn't be looking at technology as how it's going to take us to the next step. So we're excited about the future. Um, it's very easy to complain or to holler about reimbursement and regulatory issues and all the variables that uh, we all have to deal with in the pharmacy world. Uh, but you wake up every day, um, you have the proper tools, you have a strong staff, you have people that care about people. Um, that's that to me for all for success, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to go at that, um, and we'll see <laughs> we'll see where it all ends up. But I think we're excited about where we're going to the future. Kevin, it does sound like a formula for success, and I thank you so much for sharing this story on the Pharmacy Podcast Show, and just want to ask that you might consider coming back uh, maybe in three or four months. Absolutely, and if there's uh, anything you guys ever need from a standpoint of trying to understand things, uh, as as I see it, as uh, from a business standpoint, or um, you know, from our clinical people, um, we'd love to be involved because I think uh, information is great to share, uh, and we look forward. I look forward to listening to the continuing to listen to the podcast, and, and hopefully, uh, great success for you guys as you move forward. Thank you. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast with Kevin O'Leary, President and CEO of Parkview Health Services and a very satisfied customer of SweetRx. And we thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. 
We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to the show and send us a voice message with your ideas and comments from our contact section on the website. Did you know we develop digital health content to assist with business development and marketing efforts? Learn how we can help you drive more patients, physicians, and targeted leads to your website. Contact us today at pharmacypodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.